you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I've already got shards of glass in my rear that are cutting me apart. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope things are sunny and bright wherever you are. They're quite the opposite here in Studio 66. In fact, it's downright chilly. Dare I say even frigid. I'm not talking about the temperature. It's, it's kind of cold in here as well, though. All right, y'all. I'll get to you in just one minute, sir. Now, coming up in a moment. As we get ready for the divisional round and react to the wild card round. We have Willie McGinnis on the way. We have Colleen Wolf on the way. We're going to hear all about what's going down with the latest Patriots melodrama. We're going to hear how the Wolf is feeling as her Eagles get ready to host the Atlanta Falcons. I did tell you that that was going to happen. Oh, wait a second. Emma VP telling me now. Wait, I have to... I have to stop that for a second. Willie McGinnis is on Thursday. Right, show. just to break the space-time continuum. We're taping with Willie tomorrow, Wednesday. Oh, I thought he was coming up here today. Tom- I'm in the I'm, – I'm trying to get right, please, Emma VP. I'm trying to get uh, – set set the tone of intensity. Don't let him yell at you like No that. nonsense. Emma VP understands what's happening. Please, I'll manage the locker room. All sure. right? Can you sleep at night? I sleep just fine. No, you don't. I sleep just fine. You toss and turn. Because in in that head of yours at night, you replay that game in October, week five. All right, let's get into it. When the Jags came to Heinz Field. You want to do it? Let's, let's, why wait for tomorrow to to deal with what we can deal with right here, right now? Here he is. Perhaps. I don't want my song. I don't don't want my song. I didn't didn't offer to play your song. I don't want my song. You're not getting a song, so good. So we're, we park our cars in the same it. garage there. I don't want it. You don't give it to him. Don't, I, I, you know what? You know what? Now I do want you to play a song. Now, Emma VP, you have to play a song. Here he is, the greatest player in I Jacksonville Jaguars history, Maurice Jones-Drew. I want the video. Yeah! yeah. Take it! Take it! You don't know, That's enough. I want you to understand something. I understand what you yeah. want. But what you're going to get is something very different. Get used to it, Maurice Jones-Drew. That's the that's the message of this week. I understand that you that you have a strong will, and you're a talented person. You personify the Jacksonville Jaguars of 2017. But guess what? It's too tall an order for you, friend. It it doesn't matter. You don't get to demand anything. It doesn't matter who it is. You you heard you heard him. After the game. You heard the Jaguars after the game. There, there's no message that needs to be said. They know. All right, let's, Be coming. Let's, let's talk about it. There's the wild card to talk about. The, there's no reason. That's in the past. I, let's talk. Know, the people want to know about now. I understand. We had a great national championship game on Monday night that we could talk. I don't care about all of it. We're going to talk about it, though, because I, I, I have all to right. deal with okay, you. Okay, let's I, talk about To it. the matter at hand, let me just say this at the outset. It's not like. My thoughts on the Jaguars have changed since October or late September. I've been saying it consistently for four months. This is not merely a really great defense. This is an all-time great shut-it-down defense, turn the game on its head. I'm hearing from a lot of Steelers fans this week saying, well, Ben Roethlisberger can't play as badly as he did in that October game, right? You said, Come you on, what, Blake you know what Bortles reminds is me a- of when you were like – it's how hard is it to beat a team three times? That's right. There's no way the Saints can beat the Panthers three times. I mean, how? Yeah, that. That's, well, the vapid cliche of, well, I mean, yeah, you're like they've already beaten them twice. Now they're expected to do it a third time. Good luck with that. No, no. Look at it from the other side. Exactly. It's hard to beat a team that's beaten you twice already. The the uh, word is in. The vote's in. You're not as good as that other team. Yes, I'm with you. 
people keep saying, well, Blake Bortles is their quarterback. Yeah, guess what? In that October game, Blake Bortles threw for 95 yards and an interception, and the Jags won by three touchdowns. Roethlisberger can't play that badly again. Guess what? That's what the Jags are built to do is make your team, especially, obviously, your offense, look ugly. They win wonky. The final score. How did that happen? Listen, pick sixes happen. Weird special teams plays happen. Yeah. I, it can happen. This is and, – and you said it, a generational defense. And I, and we could talk about the wild card. I guess we, we have to go back and talk about all of them. But the Jags showed me a lot when it was first and goal on the one and they held him to a field goal. I mean, mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey went against Kelvin Benjamin, who they've had this battle before at Florida State, going back and forth, and found a way – to, to bat down a fade ball, which then you got OPI, which backed him up, and then the defense just played lights out after that. Well, the thing that we've discussed, for what it's worth, and I don't know that there is a distinction to be made, but, I am, uh, but I, I, I'm certain that versus like the Seattle Seahawks, great, great all-time, you know, I mean, for a few years there, obviously that would be the, the defense of the generation, you would say. Those guys – are sort of like Michael Jordan or anyone else who plays with a chip on their shoulder. They find the need to be motivated by what you say. They they use your words and turn them against right. you. The Jags are not that. No. The Jags don't care. It's a, it, it has a vibe to it that, well, we know we're the best. They're not, create, they're not saying that to convince themselves or mm-hmm. anyone else. They just think that that's the case. That's a, a statement of fact as far as they're concerned. No, no yeah. I, I mean, I, I went down and I did a, a feature with them and, and sat down and talked to them and – they they don't care what you think, to be honest with you, um, which is nice. Uh, they also feel like they're going to tell you how they feel every play and how bad you are every play. And, you know, they, they, they're very confident in what they can do. Uh, they know that, you know, and they compete with each other too, and that's the beautiful thing. Did so. they say well, – that was my actually my next question. Not just within the defensive unit, but with that offense, and especially no, no, Blake no, Bortles. They no. don't say – No, no, they don't say anything to the offense. Well, they must know that Blake Bortles is not a great quarterback. They, they don't say anything to that offense because to, to them, they can win the game. I mean, they score on defense all the time. It's sort of like in WW2 pictures when uh, Navy guys fight with uh, Army guys. Yeah. We're on the same side, but we still are. Well, I, I was just, I was just. All about they us. got into a, uh, they got into a confrontation in in San Francisco where a, a DB and, and then a D lineman were going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's that's how they play. They say how they they speak to you how they feel. Like, hey, yo. Well, we had Alabama here. players trying to attack Alabama coaches on hey, Monday night, and, and they, they won. won so. Yeah, so, and and it's it's a, it's a it's a not a it's not a culture for everybody. But what the Jags were able to do is kind of resemble a lot of what Seattle was when Seattle first started. A lot of guys with a lot of attitude, a lot of personality. And you have, you know, a group of guys who who, who believe. And so they know. And they're okay. I mean, I, they've said it. If our offense scores seven, we should win. There, but again, the distinction for – again, I don't even know that there is any value in uh, in figuring out the, the the difference. But it is, you know, the, the premise of Seattle – is we're all low-round picks, free agent guys who have something to prove. No. These guys are all high-pedigree guys who say, like, yeah, well, we're the best players yeah. in the – we, we've I always was, been the best why, players. Why do you think, like – well, Miles Jack feels like he should have been a top-five pick, so he has that. But Telvin Smith was a fifth-rounder, but he's, he's like, I'm the best linebacker in the game. There, there's there's no linebacker better than me. Then Jalen Ramsey's like – I guess they do have chip on their shoulder. But, but Jalen Ramsey's like, look, I'm, I'm a top I'm a top pick. I Like, okay – Calais Campbell, Calais, like these, Jackson, like and, Dante and, and, Fowler. And the beautiful thing about it is Oof. it's the young guys who are the ones that bring the attitude. The older guys kind of have molded into what they are now because Calais wasn't a big talker in Arizona. He wasn't a, you know, a big – he didn't talk a lot of trash like that. But when you're around Telvin Smith and Miles Jack and Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye, these young guys who are just barking constantly, you know, Gibson and Fowler and Yannick Ngakwe and Malik Jackson, all these dudes are just talking. Mm-hmm. Talking trash. You've explained to me that you need some dog in your locker room. What do you yeah. mean by that? So, so there's there's two type of dogs, right? There's your house dog, your you know cuddled, sleeps in a nice bed. We, we we a lot of us have those. Then there's your junkyard dog who sleeps outside and he bites, he eats tires. And those <laughs> if those two dogs were ever to get into a, a fight or an altercation, 
the 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 dog in the house doesn't have it. He doesn't have that street mentality. He doesn't have that survival of the fittest mentality because he's been you know fed his whole life. The other dog is the one that's had to fight and scratch and claw, and that's what it comes down to. In the game of football, it's so violent and physical that you have to have uh, it's not going to be me type of mentality. I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to lose today. And, and so I think when you see a lot of these teams, Pittsburgh has it. And that's why I said they're built similar. Pittsburgh. Has I was just going to say. Just like it. I completely agree with you. And I know that it's a, it's overly simplistic to say that were it the Atlanta Falcons as a – not the Fal- – let's say the Saints. I mean, these are teams that are obviously still in the mix. But something about being under the dome and, and, their, and their nature of play, even this year, I don't think that Jalen Ramsey would do well to sleep outside based on your analogy there or your metaphor about the dog – in Pittsburgh, not just because it's going to be cold outside. Listen, that the, the Steelers, care. but I don't think this don't, Steelers like, bunch like, is think, a pretty boy unit. They're not, and and that's why I, I, what I was trying to say. They're the same. They're the exact same. I, I just think that where you have Artie Burns, Jalen Ramsey, right? Who, who, when you looked at them coming out in the draft, I want to say they came out in the same draft, right? Am I? I think they came out in the same draft two years ago. That right? sounds right. Two years ago, yeah. yeah. Jalen, the reason Jalen was went so high is because he showed that mentality on the field. Like he showed, if someone got close to beating him or anything, or when people were trying to block him, he was physical. We saw the AJ Green altercation. Mm-hmm. They play with, they just play with a different tenacity. And I'm not, Pittsburgh defense does the same thing. I'm thinking more though, because it really to me comes down to, and I, you know, listen, I'm not sleeping on, uh, I'm not discounting Leonard Fournette making hay, especially another dog. Well, listen, he was dynamite in Heinz Field the first time around. I think the signature play, not just of that game, but really, to me, a defining moment of the regular season was Leonard Fournette summoning Mike Mitchell to him to to, to come and hit him. Changed the whole whole outlook on their season. I kind of feel – is that right? That's the vibe in that locker room? Well, I mean, when you have a running back who was like, come on, come get this work, and then he runs you – he runs you over – and I get it. Mike Mitchell came in and went low and tackled him, but that guy kept going forward, and you you went low. I got uh, a lot of heat from that from uh, a lot of people, including Mike Mitchell. He called I mean, me dumb on Twitter. Listen, saying that. that's fine. I mean, but Mike Mitchell's a safety. He's not hitting many people up high if you're looking. And and I commend him for going in and getting something because that's a pride thing. And like we said, when you have heart and you have pride, you're going to go in there. But he didn't win that. And, and so I think they're going to find a way to get him uh, – to get him one-on-one with Mike Mitchell again. And we won't, don't be surprised if you see it again. And the second thing is the Jaguars, for some reason, run better against 3-4 personnel than they do 4-3 personnel. It's, it's just weird. Like, I, I don't know why it's that way, but they run the ball better against a 3-4 personnel. That's just what they do. Their running game, their system is built for that. Um, and, and, and with that being said, I we talked about this uh, earlier if the Jags were to ever to stop with this, let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers were to stop the Jags running game, what do you think the Jags are going to do? I mean, listen. What do you think they said? That's one. They're going to. They are going to stick with twenty-seven and uh, beyond that thirty-three. If it's the other way around, what do you think is going to happen? And that's the issue. It's easier, and I think that's what happened. And we can go to that's what happens to a lot of teams. You're in the saying playoffs. if the Jags take the run away early, then yeah, it's going to put it Haley, on seven. They're going to put it on, and and that's what you want. Because guess what. The, the 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 part of the Jags defense that, that was weak early in the season was their run game, right? They couldn't stop the running game. If they could find a way to stop the running game, all of a sudden you we you we want you to throw the ball because we got all these all pros back here. That, I got that's you. What, that's what we want you to do. I understand, but a couple of things. I, I there, actually there are a lot of uh, different directions. I, I I wish to analyze this matchup from from your perspective. Obviously tied in to these Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, let's start with the uh, a, a big uh, a big issue at, at least from where I sit. The weather. What if it's freezing out? If it's that's yeah. not going to hurt the Jags. They're they're not gonna, they're, they're fine out in they're, frigid temps. I mean, they're going to have to play. I mean, it, it may be. I don't think it's going to hurt the corners and things like that, or the linebackers. They're going to still play. Um, but it fits to them too, because guess what? They're running backs two hundred and thirty. I understand that. Well, I understand pounds. the old cliche about both teams are out in that weather. But don't you don't you think there's something to the notion? No, there, that there you're is. in it. That if you're the Steelers, you've played in it now. Yeah, in uh, Jacksonville, it's hot. It's hot. But right. you got to remember too. It's been cold all. It was cold all last week. In Jacksonville, like all right, it wasn't ten degrees. It was twenty something degrees. Is that true? Yeah, it all was right. freezing. They had to stop. They had to like close the roads down because they were frozen. Uh, seriously, it was crazy. But I, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, once you get out there and start playing, I, I, I get the temperature and the weather. It was the same way when we went there. We came from Jacksonville. We went up, but we're built for that. Our team was built to play in the cold. I'd never played in snow until I got to Jacksonville. 
all right. I mean, I know it's a decade later, but David Garrard went up there, game manager guy, and that seems to be the big difference there, and that's what a lot of people are pointing to. The distinction between Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, five picks notwithstanding the first time these two teams played each other, versus Blake Bortles. Obviously, the premise of the way Jags win games is not uh, putting it on the five's uh, right arm there. Right. Well, you remember what play sealed the fate of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs? It was fourth and two, and we ran what? Oh, the the quarterback draw. That that to me what, is what legit. did Blake Bortles do all last week? Blake is doing a lot of Blake is doing a lot more running it seems of late, and the Steelers DBs do have a bad habit of turning their back on him and uh, on the QB and letting that guy make some hay on him. So if he can if he can eke out a couple first downs, and I'm not saying like he did rush for almost 100 yards. No, we don't need him to do that. But we do need him to to move the chains. Just make him pay a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, just right. a couple times to keep him honest. I think you have a chance there. Um, I, and, and I want to say, because I was, I was like, concerned. Like, I thought Juju Smith wasn't playing. He played in that game. I don't think – I think everybody on Pittsburgh played in that game. The Steelers are a little bit different. Obviously, much worse off defensively without Shazier right, out there against right. anybody, including the Jags. Offensively, though, they they feel like a different team. They've they've hit their stride to some degree. They they were still uh, struggling inexplicably at that point. Martavis Bryant much more integrated now. It would appear that Antonio Brown, they're yeah. saying, is a hundred percent and he's mm-hmm. going to be ready to go. Juju, but see, Antonio Brown had one hundred and fifty-seven yards that game. That like that wasn't like it wasn't as if Antonio Brown didn't do what he does. Like he did that. All right. Okay. Like. Just- he didn't yes. score, though, and that was the key. They, they they hold you out of the end zone. Bottom line for me, and the reason that I believe, and uh, call me a homer no, or whatever, I, I'm absolutely, homer. I absolutely can see the Jags finding a way to win this game. But I do lean back on the just the idea, just looking at it as uh, as the pieces I have available to me walking in. It seems awfully hard to imagine, even this great Jaguars defense, being able to suppress – the pieces that they have out there. Levy and Bell and Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant and Juju and a great offensive line and Vance McDonald and Jesse James. How are you going to take all that away? How's I, I don't mean the Jacks. I mean, how ultimately they, they is, had, it, they is, a, is a team pieces, going to be able to slow that down? They had all those pieces in week five. They had they, all those pieces in week Martavis, five. Not Martavis yes, Bryant, Levy and Bell wasn't fully up they, to they speed were, They were yet. all playing. They were all playing, and, and I told and, and you what, the and this is what happened. They you figured remember it out. The one piece that the, the Jags didn't have in that situation. Roethlisberger had, wasn't humming Jags, yet. Remember who the Jags didn't have in that situation? Who? Marcel Darius. That's true. That's who they didn't have, and that's the guy who stopped the helped them stop the run game. I absolutely see this one. I'll issue my final and I'm say pick this. later in the week. No, it doesn't matter what you do. Understand it does matter. What do you mean it doesn't we matter? We already know who you're gonna pick. And if you don't go with them, then you're you're wrong. Then you don't even need to have a show if you don't go with them. I don't know what that's supposed fan. to mean. Wait, I have to take yes, the Steelers? you have to. Now, now I'm tempted to take the Jags just out of spite. But, I'm not going to be told what to do. What? But no. Then the people aren't going to listen to your show because they don't believe you if you're not willing to take I see. No jive. You're no saying jive, that, man. Well, listen, I picked the Patriots to beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That's that's a shame. But let me say this. All right, go ahead. And this is – we can we end it here. And I'm going to talk about the wild card. All right. Alex Smith was one of the hottest quarterbacks coming into the playoffs, right? I mean, they went on a tear after they lost a couple games. They went on a tear and they went going. Started off fast. But Tennessee stuck with their game plan. Travis Kelsey got knocked out. Um, But they ran the ball and they found a way to come back. That is the key to winning in the playoffs. So Le'Veon Bell has to go crazy. He has to have a Buffalo Bills type of game where he gets the ball 38 times for 230 yards. It is so funny you if say that because that's, that. that is the number I have banging around in my head. 34 to 38 touches if, for 26 if equals he, uh, victory. If he doesn't touch the ball, I'll, I'll give you 28, 25 to 30 times. It's, it's going to be a, a tough day because in this situation, I tell I told people this uh, all weekend, you have to run the ball. The Rams kind of got jumped, jumped on early by the Falcons because of a turnover, and then it just took them out of their game plan. They never ran the ball again. They, they, they ran the ball 14 times. The Chiefs, up 18, run the ball 11 times with Kareem Hunt. Are you kidding me? And then your, then your OC gets a head coaching job? I don't know. You look at the, the – even, even the Saints, 
the Saints ran the ball, even though it wasn't it wasn't effective and Drew Brees threw for all those yards, they still ran the ball trying to get it going and they forced Carolina to play a certain defense that they could attack in the air. You have to do that. And, and even Carolina ran the ball well. I mean, you have to run the ball in these situations to do it. Uh, I, I'm missing a game. Too. Well, then Jacksonville, obviously Jacksonville, you saw they ran the ball. And in and, and, and Jacksonville, it was a quarterback running the ball in order to move the chains and keep going. That's how you win games in the playoffs. And that's what scares uh, a lot of people about New England. Who's going to be that back? I Listen, I hear you on all that. And the way the, the Jags play defense specifically, I think it does – it's getting the running game going absolutely with Levy and Bell, but I also think just as significantly, and actually there were some indications that even in the early October matchup, that this is how they were going to try to play it. They've you, you, you got it. Seven has got to be able to mute the hero uh, instinct and just take the check down. He's not twenty six because he cause guess why? You know why he's not? Why? Because he's a future Hall of Famer, and he has to get that 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 put. Brady up. Brady does it all the time. Yeah, but that's but that's Brady. That's what how Brady came long into as the he's league. Willing, long as long as they're willing to take uh, the over under over down. under two picks for Ben. Hmm, that's a great question. Hmm, over under over. two. Now, two at most. Two at most. Mm, I don't know. Oh, here she is, everybody. She's got. Uh, don't play. Don't let him play your music. He's all. He's all. He's all messed up. I have no. Oh, no I have, really? I have no oh you're beef. about to be messed up too, though. I have I no know. beef yeah. with. Oh, the I'm wolf. already messed up. Okay, cool. Yeah, all good. It's- I got nothing but uh, good things to say about her. Here she is, everybody. Philadelphia's own in front of a big game for the Eagles, hosting right. number two, the reigning MVP. At that, Maddie Ice, here she is, everybody, the host of Good Morning Football, the weekend edition and beyond. It's the Wolf, Colleen Wolf. Hello. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. Please. Don't, please, please. It might get too festive if we played a full on. Yeah, no, I know. I no, don't is, need we're, that. You see, you see what's going on right here. He would, oh, I see. I've been listening. Maurice doesn't want me to touch. We have the Steelers don't, don't helmet on me. my side. We have the Jaguars have you, helmet on his side. He doesn't want me to touch it. Have you touched the Steelers? No. Helmet? Oh, okay. No, this is this is pure. This is what rivalry is supposed to be like. That's yeah. good. And it's like the Stanley be, Cup. Maurice isn't allowed to touch the Steelers <laughs> helmet until he gets the Stanley heart. Cup. What are you talking about? Yeah. You living in the past now? Is that what we're doing? You're like the Niner fans. You're like a Niners fan. Niner fans always say like, "Oh, the current Stanley Cup champions are the Pittsburgh Penguins in the city of champions." It's a new year. You're just like a 49ers fan, just like one. How is that? We have have currently the five Lombardis, or how many ever Lombardis the the Niners have? Yeah, Yeah, you might as well just go to Silicon Valley and get a hipster beard. I mean, listen. Somebody whose primary, uh, who's known for uh, being a Jacksonville Jaguar, and uh, somebody else who's known to be Philadelphia representative, should not be coming in and talking stuff to somebody from the city of Champions. Do you understand? I thought that was Green Bay. Where's your? T- That's Title Town. Oh, That's Title Town. Now you. What are you fist bumping each other for? You know, two losers saying. fist bumping. I thought it was Wisconsin. We got him. Just Wisconsin. I'm decorated in championship yeah. trophies, and you two are fist bumping over I, I nonsense. Wore, I wore my my company logo, my uh, gym ooh. logo, because it has teal, like the the Jaguars teal. Shout I like out to it. Power Endurance. If you're in the Bay Area, come check it out. It's good All synergy. Right. I want to hear Martinez, a couple. California. I want to hear how everything's going for everybody. I want to get into it with the Wolf here. I do want to hear a little bit more about that uh, that Rams game. Of course, uh, Maurice <sighs> yeah, Jones drew the great, uh, actually, Shecky Award winner for my favorite uh, color analyst of 2017 wow. for his work in the booth Thank with you. those nice LA Rams. Congrats. A disappointing end of the season, but precisely what I have described, and I think that that looms as a real uh, – a real issue for the Eagles going into this one against those same Falcons. We said this would happen on last week's podcast. I said, you know, I can see it getting to the end of the first quarter and it being 10 nothing Falcons, and all of a sudden the home te- the home field advantage becomes disadvantageous. Yes. If Philadelphia is losing, people in that oh, sta- in the stands are going to be devastated. And if the Jags, if there's an early indication – or even at halftime or in the third quarter, if if it's lingering and the Jags are hanging around and Roethlisberger has a bad pick or something like that, or what if uh, the the Jags scoop one up and score it, something like that, oh, uh, it'll be a negative energy, an electricity that permeates both sidelines and will not be beneficial to the Steelers. In fact, it'll be beneficial to the Jags. Which will be worse? 
Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. I think people in Philly now have take have assumed the underdog role, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody now is has shifted from poor Rocky Russ ain't into, walking through that door. I'm so done with Rocky references. Rocky ain't walking through that door. I tell you that Nick Foles is. And that's the scary part about it. And, and, and can we just real quick, I just have to oh, say this. You, you you hit it right on the head, Shaq. Calling that game, um, and it was going back and forth. Defense was playing lights out, and uh, there was a turnover, and then the, the Falcons kicked the field goal. And But everyone was still into it. And then the Rams went like five, they had five plays, and they punted. And then literally from that point on, it was oh, like, no. oh, no. Oh, no. We can't move the ball. And, and literally until the Rams moved the ball in the second quarter – and almost tied the game up or took the lead, it was uh, it was like, all right, we have a chance. And then when they came out of half, they had like an 18-play drive. That took – and after that, it was over. And and literally, you could see it on the sidelines. You yeah. could see it in the stands. It gets heavy. It. You can feel yeah, it. you could feel it in the press box. I was like, ooh, is this what it's like? Yeah, it gets thick. I say it all the time. The one, <laughs> the, the, uh, the one anecdote that resonates for me forever is Bucky Brooks talking about – being on the Jacksonville Jaguars, an underdog team obviously rolling into 13-3, and three, mile high to play Elway and company. And by the third quarter when the Jags were in the game and suddenly this might happen, the, 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 the entire joint uh, started feeling that and it, and it went down onto both sidelines and the Jags players were actually saying to each other, you can feel that. Look at them across the sideline. That's infecting them and it's, yeah. and it's emboldening us. Listen – Given that we saw a couple of months ago the Jags formula against the Steelers and having it work, if that starts to happen again, that, that it, Heinz it, Field will get spooked. But it, and that's the issue. Yeah. It puts doubt. It, it starts to put doubt. If you've played a team before and they beat you, and and, and you go up, let's say that let's say for Pittsburgh Jacksonville, they come in and they go up three nothing. Oh, okay, six nothing. Oh, all right, nine nothing. Then it's like, what, what's what's going on? Yeah. Oh, no. And then as soon as the oh, no comes around. That's when seven gets to be. That's uh, when everyone's oh, on no. the hero badge. Yes. And, uh, that's when people start just stepping outside themselves. And that, and that, But that can also be the other way around, too, as well. I mean, if Pittsburgh jumps on. Uh, I mean, I think if it gets 10 nothing Steelers, yeah. I think uh, I'll, I'll start feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot of things. That's how you beat the Giants. You got to jump up on them. You got to get up. The fourteen nothing has to be the score. It can't be ten. I just wonder they're if comfortable the, with ten. I wonder if the Jags are going to come in and be overconfident. Just because there's no of such thing. What they did. There's before. no such thing to them. There's no. There's no such thing as overconfident to them. Really? That word doesn't even exist. Mm. Here's what I wish. Confident <laughs> that from this point forward, can we please? This is by the way, it's worth noting, and I hate to be a bummer. This is our last really, really, really great weekend of football. I know. Yes, championship weekend is dandy, but that's just two games. two games. That's two games on Sunday, and then after that, you have a festival. You have a you have a party where in which they drop a football game. They this is it. If they're there, if this team shows up, the Jags in Minneapolis. It's- don't even call me. That's it. I'm, Why? I'm so not working. Oh. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I am partying my face off. I'll be at their practices. I may coach. Oh game. my god. I may be. I'm gonna be right on the side. Like it's like like the college, like the national championship game. How you saw those guys on the sideline? Yeah. I'll be right there. First question for you guys. I've, I've asked 17 questions, but I'm calling it. But this is number one. Yes. yes. This is the first question. The wolf. Do you believe I'm taking a hard right turn here away from uh, from what we're talking okay. about into the other big game of the weekend? Do you buy the Patriots stuff? Do you think that's true, or do you buy this? Oh, it's all fake news. No, no. sources like some uh, like something else in political news these days. Fake news. Yeah. I, I first of all, I can't stand fake news. I can't stand the phrase fake news. I just don't, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. But. I think that there is something to the story, and I think that it's probably closer to somewhere in the middle of everything that was reported. Like, it, it's probably the stuff that I thought was most interesting in the report was that it was kind of the players had to choose between either Brady and his guy or Belichick and the team trainers, and that the players felt like it was either one or the other. Yeah, because if you went with, if you didn't go with Brady's guys, you weren't going to touch the rock. Right. I like that. Do you buy the Maurice? Do you think whatever's going on, and we'll talk to Willie McGinnis about it. Uh, you know that's Willie. Is it, you know that's Willie's Willie, guy. It's Willie's guy. That's that's Willie introduced him to Tom. So is you, that true? Yeah, yes. that's how it started. That's how it all. Started. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. now yeah. I'm even more excited yeah, to talk to Willie. I know he's tied in. Oh, I, know yeah. I wish I was there, there, but ooh, I wish I was there because yeah. it's, it's his guy. Now, 
What do you think? So whatever's happening there, do you think that it is ultimately, uh, because we've seen this story many times before, where the Patriots are able to use that and rally? Does this make them better, or is this actually a fracture that is going to be hard to fix? This is different, I think, than anything we've seen before because you never hear anything come out of that building ever. Mm -mm. And they hear players be anonymous and other staff members be anonymous. There's leaks coming out. There's leaks coming out, which which is scary, one. Two, if it wasn't true, they would have never came out with this joint uh, response. Like, see, because you could say, oh, you know, Maurice is this. And if it's not true, I'm not, I'm not even like, people on Twitter talk bad to me all the time. Like, yeah. I, I don't respond to it because I, I, I really don't care. It's not true. Like, whatever. But when but it's when true. When there's an ounce of truth When there's to a it. little bit of truth to it. And it could be a little bit. It could be a lot. You'd be like, no, you're wrong. Right. You fight back. And, and the smoke from earlier in the season yes. with Alex Guerrero not being getting getting his access pulled and everything. This is just the the, the Jimmy, clarity of the it. The Jimmy G trade, which is which is to me, I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, I've seen we've seen Joe Montana get traded away late in his career. We've mm-hmm. seen other uh, who else? Peyton Manning getting cut. We, we've seen a lot of these these Hall of Fame first ballot guys go. And we've seen evidence of even in the Boston sports community, you've seen the Celtics. They're probably the yeah. number one oh, yeah. example of holding on a little too long to the glory days and make and then it making the next generation of uh, and, of teams suffer. And so normally, but they went, but they say, all right, well, we'll, we'll buy the premise that you can play for another few years, and we're going to let the the talented youngster go elsewhere. The other way, it was the other way around in San Francisco. They were right. traded for Steve, yeah. right? Right, and so uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, has has that ever happened? Have you ever been on a team where oh, yeah. there was like you felt like there were the team guys and then the other guys? No, no, no. Like so, th- it's tough because in, in the NFL, they're always it, it sucks to say this because you have to be selfish in, in, in the NFL. You have to be because there's money involved. You have family and things like that. So you're going to do what's best for you. You always right. have to do that because the team's always going to do what's best for them. Um, so when I remember having David Garrard and they draft and Blaine Gabbard and the writing's on the wall in that situation, when you draft a player, number one, uh, your first pick, like they're going to end up playing eventually. If, if it's not, you know, your numbers are, your days are numbered. So I remember going to David and be like, yo, like, is everything cool? He's like, oh yeah, it's all good. Like they already, they, we talked. This and that, and you know, it's a, it's a couple year trial. Like they're gonna, I'm gonna play two or three more years. And how many quarterbacks? Wow. How many incumbents are gonna continue to buy that jazz? Exactly right. It's yeah. crazy so, that somebody goes. Well, they, the coach said that they want me to groom them for the next few years. Like what? What? What, what year do you think? Well, this look at is? Alex Smith. And that's and that's where it comes down. So right, they can, they have one example. You have one example no, that you can Alex, point to. And they're talking is about the, the Packers uh, situation. Right. Well, look, Favre played forever, and right. Rodgers was groomed, and then he came in. Yeah, that that happens. Uh, one out of about 20 uh, situations. Well, and, and so and then so when that happened, I was like, ooh, okay. Like, And then little things start to happen in practice. Like the young guy starts to look really good in certain practices, and he starts to throw the ball. Then you have guys like, oh, okay, he, he could actually play. And then that's when it becomes, all right, oh my your God. guy, who I, I played most of the majority of my career with Gerard, or this new guy that the team wants to play. Mm-hmm. And then they, the next thing you know, they cut Gerard week one, and we're playing with Blaine. And so uh, we're playing with Luke McCown first, and then Blaine comes in. And, and so I try to tell people, like, it's it's hard to take your emotions out of this game. Psychologically, yeah. I don't know how you deal with that, whether you're the quarterback or the guys around Did, him. Have you, noticed that, have you noticed there's a lot of people that play football that are, like, 31, and they have grays in their beard? That's why. Because it is stressful. Because every day your, your job is on the line. Every day. And Tom, to Tom's credit, he had enough gall, if the reports are, are true, to go up and be like, yo, y'all got to get him up out of here. Right. I don't. Yeah, think- but that's also shows a certain amount of delusion. And insecurity, too. Sure. No, no, I'm always insecure about my job. I need my job. If I'm Tom, like, listen, I've been. I, I but if he actually play. thinks that he's that he is going to be playing at a high level until he's 45, that that indicates a certain amount of delusion. And it's interesting because of the confidence that they all exude and like the egos involved. And it's like, well, really, like they're all just like any of us with like the insecurities of just everyday oh, life. Yeah, you have to remember. I mean, as you get older, it comes in anything. Like as as we get older, there's always going to be the young hotness that comes in. Right. Whatever it may be. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and he is the guy. 
And, and I, I remember reading this thing. They were asking Tom about Jimmy in, in, in San Francisco. And he was like, I am so happy for him. I'm elated. <laughs> like, he has worked his butt off and he's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I, now I know why you're happy. Right. Ross Tucker has told, <laughs> right. us, uh, told us that his prediction, I said, give me your big prediction for the 2017 season. He said, it really isn't the season. It's the offseason coming. The biggest story is going to be Brady v. Garoppolo. No matter what they do, that's going to be the yeah. story in between the two seasons. And they've now gotten rid of that wow. controversy. But now, to the matter at hand, you think the Titans – wait a second. Let me check something here. Spaghetti, did I hear you right say that we have 10 minutes left in the show? 10 minutes left? We need at least 45 to an hour here. Time's flying. All right, we got to cut to the chase here quickly. Maurice. Uh, before we got going here, you said you think that Derrick Henry and company can actually challenge yeah. the Patriots up there. And the reason being is the Patriots' run defense is not yeah. that good. Uh, and I, I had a stat checked uh, because they've turned the defense around. Right, but not the run defense. The run defense has been leaky at best. And, and, and saying that they've they've given up 115 yards a game or 114 yards a game, they're 20th in the league, and you're, you're bringing in a guy. First of all, it's going to be – they say it's supposed to be like around 25 to 30 degrees – no one wants to tackle no someone does 250 pounds. Oh my god. And then a running quarterback as well. They're going to come in and just run the read option the whole time. And and I guarantee you Mike Malark no matter how bad it gets, he's going to keep running the ball because that's what he believes in. And if if they mess around and they keep the game close, Derrick Henry will wear them down and they may get DeMarco Murray back. They they're going to wear them down and 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 the best way to beat Tom Brady is keep to him keep off him the off field. the field. I hear you on that, but the the thing that people are sleeping on, because I've started to hear a little uh, brush fire of noise that maybe the Titans, I'm with you that they can run on them. People are ignoring the fact that Dick LeBeau, for his entire career going up against Tom Brady, gets, gets that's why, humiliated. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why you don't even put him out there on the field. You run the ball. Take up as much clock as you I can. I know, but it was going to be 17. It'll be like 17-7 or something at the half. You watch. It, uh, Brady, he'll All get right. him. Brady Brady just picks that, that. What Dick LeBeau tries to do, Tom Brady has the cheat code to defeat, and it's he not even hard. He Gronkowski. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. If Gronk has a big game, they'll be fine. But if Gronk, right. but we know Gronk can get banged up a little bit. If Gronk misses some time or something, yeah. that's when they lose, when they don't have Gronk. Let's yeah. talk about Matty Ice and company. This season marks 50 years of NFL films miking up players and coaches on the field to celebrate. We're honoring the best miked up clip of all time with hashtag best miked up bracket. Mike being M-I-C-D up. Got that? Got it. Apostrophe D. Got it. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. This is a hashtag, Maurice. You can't that's a hash- it. That's a, no, it's not. It's a hashtag best Mike D up. Bracket. Fans can cast their vote by heading over to NFL.com slash best mic'd up today. The winner is going to be announced uh, before the conference championships on the 19th of January. Let's hear a little bit from uh, from Matty Ice. Hey, he, he doesn't have a headset on. It's, it's Matt Ryan. Okay. Holy, he got me good. Holy, he got me good. I think I bit my tongue or something. He got me good. I think I bit my tongue or my lip or something. Hey, chocolate! Chocolate! Vanilla! Vanilla! Ice cream! At least bring up mint chip. Oh, best flavor. <laughs> that play. That was bad. <laughs> play action to Turner. Gonzalez. You know what? I like that Matty Ice. Seems like a... Especially after watching that. Yeah. Seems like a pleasant fella. It's just him screaming. I don't know about... You know, I don't know how to regard these Falcons because the fact of the matter is, while we have perceived them to be a disappointment all through the regular season, I can't, like I said before the Rams game... They did get the double digits in the toughest division in the in, in the uh, in the NFL this year. Now they go up to Philadelphia, and it's weird how people are incapable of, even though they just watched the Titans go into Arrowhead when everybody handed that game to the Chiefs. Yeah, 
Nobody can can conjure a path for the Eagles to get past this 10-win Falcons team, the Wolf. Most importantly, where's your head? What's your level of confidence, 1 to 10? My, your my Eagles- head is all over the place right now. Uh, my confidence in the Eagles, I actually am not that that nervous about this game because I really? think that – I think that they're de- they have they have a chance. I think whereas I'm before with, with other matchups, I like this matchup against the Falcons. You're looking at me, MJD, like I'm crazy. And the thing that worries me is the Falcons' defense has been oh playing really God. well, That's right? And they've been playing That's really right. fast. They've been flying around, and they're going to give Nick Foles a really hard time. That's the issue. But and they can cover. And they can cover really well. They have great corners. I mean, you saw what Grady Jarrett's been doing over the last Tack couple McKinley. weeks. They, they have been going after the quarterback. That's going to be a problem. But if they can run the ball and they can keep the Falcons off the field and deal with that defense well enough, then I think that there's a way that they can win. Plus, they're pissed off that they're the underdogs here. I mean, it's the not number their... one seed at here, home. Turn up. I mean, this this is what I, how many points did they score the last two games they played? It wasn't great. It's it was like great. 10. I'm not worried about that. I'm with yeah. you, the Wolf. I, I, it's the reason I said the Eagles in August. The, the reason that they you are said gonna, because Carson Wentz. But no, I didn't. No, I, I definitely thought Carson Wentz was going to elevate. But the, but the thing that made them scary to me was that pass defense. rush. That pa- I mean, that they're yeah, for but, real. But that's they, the key, though. The, the they, Falcons, you start heating up, Matty Ice. What, he doesn't what, like. So that. the Rams did that. The Rams hit him, and you know what they did? They was like, all right, we're not going to throw the ball. We're just going to run the ball down the down their throat. And that's the key. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, they're gonna be. It's gonna be a back and forth matchup, field position, field. The position. Eagles' run defense though is really good. They, they, I, I think that the Falcons is, are probably the best matchup that they could have gotten out of all, like the best draw. Those, those four, those two backs. I mean, yeah. if you, the one thing is they run that zone system, and it's hard to stop it because if one guy is out of the position. It's going to be a crease, and those backs find the crease. I mean, yeah. I saw Devonte Freeman literally the crease. I'm not going to touch it, but let's just say the two guys <laughs> were like this. He found a crease in between. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know right? exactly what play. and made yeah. this big run. And I was like, oh my god! Like, there's no way you're supposed to see that hole. And so they they've they've kind of. I'll say this, and it's, it kind of goes to what Shaq, we, me and Shaq were arguing about, like the quarterback, Matt Ryan. To me, he's a good quarterback. Everybody try to make him elite. He's he's. He's not – he doesn't really make some of the elite plays when it matters. Like, last year he was, like, throwing the ball over the yard and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the things that he's, he did against the Rams were elite. And it was the little things. Like, third and two, he scrambles out of the pocket and throws a three-yard pass. First down. It was like dink and dunk. They ran the ball, and that's how they won with I, the offense. By the and way – That's what I'm, they're going to continue to do. I'm so glad, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, uh, Maurice, because there's one thing I did want to go back to with the wild card round. And I'm not trying to call out poor Alex Smith because people will always point to – I think – in the uh, in, in within our own, the subtext, it's not going to be in the literal first paragraph of his uh, career analysis. But the subtext is there was there was a ceiling on what he could do, and I think he told on himself in that last drive when they're going down the field. They have a chance, Butker. They're get they're right on the cusp there, field goal range, and Tyree Kill is singled up on the outside, and for some reason, Alex Smith saw a hint of a pass No, rush. you know what happened? What? They snapped the ball, and he wasn't ready. And so the ball hits him in the stomach. He gets scared, and he goes to the first person that he could see, and he threw it to the seam route that ends up getting – No, I'm talking the play before that. Oh, okay. He took off with the ball mm-hmm. he, because he, uh, yes. he, he, felt, he felt the pass rush and just took off, and it was a panicky thing yeah. that he needed to hang in there and throw it to 10, who singled up on the outside in that open. spot. Yeah. And I thought – and I feel like until Matty Ice – I'm listen, MVP and all that, and Alex Smith is a borderline MVP candidate this year. It's not saying that they didn't that, – that they don't make – you know, eighty percent, ninety percent, the right decision, and they, they don't that they're not a winning quarterback in the league. But in crunch time, until you make that throw, and I don't care, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Dave. You've never listen. I am certain that it resides in their heads that people know that I haven't made the big play. That that is something to no at and, night. Yes, you think about that. Yeah. I mean that is true. But oh. let's remember this. Though. I think they know it. And Nick Foles, for that matter, he I knows. Know, no one I believes know. that I can do this. And what you do with that information, if you use it 
and it fuels your fire and you do make the big play, you're better going forward. But I can see how those things build on each other and tamp down. I could see Matty Ice in a tough spot being like, I, I failed before this, the last this time is, in this well, this is Well, there's another thing that says Matty Ice, I guess he's from Philadelphia. He's from, like right. I think, yeah. right outside of Philly. And they say he plays oh, yeah. horrible when he goes. He's, not, he's not good at, that, in Philly. Yeah, that's not good. But the other thing is the, the Chiefs, and we go back to the wild card, the Chiefs were up 21-3. to 3. Yeah, what? they blew that. What are you doing? And and, and and credit, if I don't know who was calling the plays because it looked like Andy Reid was at one point, but then it also looked like uh, Nagy. Yeah. That Nagy was at one point. But whatever it was, how do you not run the ball in that Well, situation? that's that's why Andy Reid does. He doesn't run the ball. He loves to. He loves the pass, and that's always been one of the knocks against him. They could have beaten the Patriots, too. They absolutely could have gone up there and uh, and, and knocked them. And off. it would have been a beautiful full circle story Yeah, if that happened. And then you have a chance. Then you would have had Jags at Chiefs for the AFC No title. question. No question. You know Chiefs, what? At, Wolf, Chiefs at Jags. Can I tell you something? The Wolf, Chiefs you, at please. Jags. For it the would a- be at the – oh, yeah, right. It would be Jags Chiefs at Jags. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful atmosphere for the It'd AFC been a phenomenal. Did you, saw, did you see the atmosphere the Jags had? It was amazing. I don't care about people in swimming pools. Not That's cute in September. I'm not I'm not interested. It's September in all the time in, uh, in Jacksonville. <laughs> that's the difference. It's what hot. Were you, you, saw those bills, you saw those Bills players cramping up? Emma VP and Eddie Spaghetti thought it would be cute if we did a Freaky Friday type segment where we transferred – our mental states, me and Maurice in front of the big game, Steelers v. Jags. What if all of a sudden Maurice's brain was in my head and vice versa? <laughs> oh my make God. a case for the make a case for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Maurice. Dave, you make a case for the Jaguars winning this game. We said, Okay, let's get going with that. What did Maurice say? That's what he said. <laughs> that I'm not playing games. There's no reason for that. There's only one game to be played, and that's, that? and that's on Sunday. Too and much, I'll be there. the Wolf? Too and much? I'll be there. No, why not? I'll be there. You are, Of course you will. You Either you will be there physically, no, I'm gonna or be there you physically. will be there spiritually. No, I'm going to be there physically. Okay, and there's good. there's only one game to be played, and that's this one. See, there, why see, aren't I going to be there, see, there this is the This is the thing. I like that he's already this playing is, my this games is, This is you. the thing with Sheck and, and Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Like, they're trying this everything. This is the thing with them. They're trying everything to do to, like, try to get us off our game. Oh, let's switch and let's have fun. No, no, this isn't fun. This is serious. We're coming. We're going north. As 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 John Snow north. as John Snow told Daenerys Stoneborn. Don't give me business in the Game of Thrones I, League that I won yeah. and I still haven't gotten my trophy for. Oh, we're going north. That's what we're doing. And, and guess what? And we're coming back. Guess what? We're you, coming back with you're the a, red a viper. We're the, the mountain. Army. Come climb us. No, 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 no. You're in remarkably good spirits for the Rams losing. Oh, I cried. I actually cried. <laughs> I cried that night. I uh, cried no. myself to sleep. I did. It, it hurt. I've never been so emotional in my life. I didn't actually cry tears, but I was like sick about it. You were in it, yeah. I was because I knew. I knew if we if we won that one, we were going to Minnesota, and it wasn't going to be pretty for the Vikings. Oh. But you know, again, I, I think, and this is the thing. I've never been a person of experience. But you, you do, when you've been in this situation before, you have a more calming, it's just, you don't panic. I don't even want to say panic. You don't get nervous or tight, right? You kind of just, you're out there. I thought That sounds a lot like Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger you just described. Oh. Is it? You know you know who's never been but in a know, spot this big in his career? Who? Five. Yeah, but you know, you, you want to know, you know, know the difference? Blake's coming in the high. Let me tell you, let me tell you the difference is, how many games has uh, Ben Roethlisberger lost in the playoffs? What? what? How many do we know? How many has he lost in the playoffs? He's got a winning record in the. But playoffs. how many has he lost? He's lost though, right? I'm yeah, he's, he's lost playoff games. Blake yeah. hasn't. We Jack don't know what like it's like. Yeah, Blake playoffs doesn't know what it's like to lose, baby. Yeah, you're right. He's not that's undefeated that's in the playoffs. He doesn't exactly, know what it's like to lose. I thought that with the Rams, I was like thinking that the ex- the inexperience they had was actually going to be an advantage for them, especially playing yeah. the Falcons, based on the experience that the Falcons just had psychologically. I thought that that was going to help out the Rams. It. it you know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you the big, the one thing that I noticed more than anything and it was defensively that the Falcons every tackle was like crazy important I mean guys were grabbing legs they weren't letting go the Rams on the other hand they were coming in trying to hit you and they weren't tackling Aaron Donald was oh Aaron Donald was phenomenal he's the defensive player of the year man. should be if there's any justice but, but that Falcons defense you're 100% right the Wolf flying. I don't know what they were doing most of the season but they're they but, turned but they're it around up. well and the one thing 
the one thing that I was watching the game is Sean McVay thought if he went tight splits, they weren't going to press his wide receivers. They'll get free access mm-hmm. to run their routes. Oh, Mark Quan Manuel said, no, no, no. Mm-mm. We will press you all over the field. <laughs> and so in those tight splits, those DBs are right up in their face. I was like, oh, my goodness. I've never – because that's like a cardinal sin on wow. defense. Because if you get beat, there's no one there to help you. Right. Oh, they didn't spaghetti care. is uh, spaghetti's uh, being a jerk back What'd there. What'd you say? We have to wrap. Up. Why? Where I don't Saying, see. Oh, I don't see, that, I don't see that. that around the NFL. People what do we have to get out of here for? Anyways, what's your problem, Spaghetti? No, 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 no. It's MVP. How many Emma? How many playoff losses does Ben Roethlisberger have? Yes, seven. Okay, and how many does Blake Bortles have? Hang on. Oh, yeah. I love the idea. You know what? Seven for seven. That's how it'll stay for all the time. He runs the table this year. He runs it again next year. Then good night, everybody. I'll see you at Canton in a few years. (laughs) How about that as a path for you, Maurice? All I I know is, okay, what what has been Rossberger's record for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Enjoy Duval County next year, Alex Smith. You're going to love it. Watch this. Maurice is the – Can we find that, guys? So we could – because that is – the key, because this I think this is one of the only teams that he has a losing record so, against. I mean, that's nuts. That's <laughs> just so good. that matters what? to him. Like, Come on, you don't think it, you don't think when I, we put it in the airways that he doesn't read this? You don't think he listens to the Dave Damashek football program? I know he does. <laughs> and then what this being stated, four and three. No, he's not. Uh, he's one and three. No, he has a losing oh, I'm sorry, record. Four and four. But he has oh. a losing record in Hines uh, against the Jags. That's, that's what the, it is. That's the stat. You're there you go. One and three. All right, I want to do real quick before they show up here, before the Around the NFL boys show I'm, up I'm, here. I only lost a picture Let's do it. Twice. Let's get in a playoff round here of the world-famous Q&A. It's time for the Q&A. Here hey. we go. What, what do, do you say? say? <laughs> it's going to be a, a great, great day. day. It is time for the Q&A. Yeah. I, I, I just really love that song. All right, the Wolf, we start with you, Eric Ooh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? what? I have a question for you. What do, What kind of music do you listen to when you work out? When I work out? like, Or what do you listen to when you work out? It's got to be something like the quick. I don't know. Like podcasts, music, or? Uh, no, I have to listen to music. Oh, I need something you. with a beat. I go on uh, Pandora's, uh, um, I have minor threat. Uh, it punk, there was a there punk, was a there was a uh, wager mix. in the in the room before you got in that says you don't work out so there, that that question uh, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't affect I have a play spaghetti list. what's so funny about my music choice <laughs> why why are you laughing at that Emma VP you got something to say uh, say so it to funny. my face nope. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Check out DJ. What Doug. am I supposed to listen? What should I listen to? Some I listen to uh, smooth jazz while I'm running. Podcast. I listen. To I want something that keeps that's dogs. got a. All right, listen. Here we go. Eric Z on Twitter. Who's the most valuable non-QB left in the playoffs? The Wolf. Ooh. Gronkowski. Oh God, that's a good one. Um. Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, Levy and Bell, Antonio Brown. Brown. That's, I was gonna say Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Book it. Gronkowski. Xavier Without with, Rhodes. With, with him? Oh, actually, like Le'Veon Bell. Like They're going to have to run the ball, so maybe it's Le'Veon Bell. Gronkowski. Without him, the Patriots lost. That's crazy. That is absolutely yeah. right. Gronk, I, they, I know that they won the Super Bowl just last year with 87 on the shelf. They don't have Malcolm Mitchell or, more importantly, Julian Edelman this year. Gronk is everything to that offense. I'm with Mer- Excuse mm-hmm. me, with Maurice on this one. And our pal uh, Andy on Twitter asks, which player from Bama or Georgia do you want on your pro football team next year? What a dandy game. Ooh. Heart goes out, though, to to Georgia, man. man. I mean, that is. That game. Mel Tucker is my felt, guy, defensive coordinator for Georgia. That's I felt so team. bad for all those Georgia fans. He played well. What a, what, what a heartbreaker. That is horrendous. I know. And the kid makes a 51-yard field goal. You feel like, ah, oh, things We're, are going to turn our way here. We That's going to be the difference. Their kid can't make a kick. Our guy just no. dropped a 51-yarder in the clutch. We're going to win this one. Let you stop him here. <laughs> well, 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 that's it. College football season's over, everybody. Oh, Number two is tough. That's what a crazy – I mean – Brutal. The – you know, the increased media attention, I don't suspect that uh, Tua was He's, feeling that on the sideline. That could have happened in 1968 just as well as in 2017 because in that moment, you get dropped in there with television cameras and everything else, but you could feel that that kid was, couldn't fathom what had happened. No. The, you could see – I mean, he was literally quivering after the never, game. Like, you could see it starting to seep into his brain. I 
I just haven't played all year, and they dropped me on the field at halftime, and I threw three touchdown passes and rallied and won and, the national. And, and they were like just yelling at him the whole time yeah. too. Well, like, I'll say this: How do you do that? A lot of people know, or some know, or some don't know. Like he's been a really good player that they've known for a long time, but they just couldn't. There's no way that you can fathom or, or debate that he should be playing over a kid that just took you to the national championship game. Right. right? I cheer. Uh, Jalen Hurts, that was noble. At some yeah, point, it did tough, start though. to get to be like after the game, you're still celebrating. Like you know, you you, you just lost your right, job forever. Right, but right. I you're gonna have to. I thought I, I did think it was noble and 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 great stuff to to see him and uh, something to point uh, your for your children to look at. Look at how he's taken that. I will say, yeah. is there anyone in history? Forget sports, even actually. This is just on and on me because I just did it. I don't. I be, a product of not being able to say his last name off the top of my head. Yeah. Has anyone gone from unknown to first name he's, status more quickly than Tua? But see, this <laughs> is Tua is it now. Like Tua is like you know, this is Tua. Really we all know who you're talking this is, about. This is the thing though in the high school community. Like he's he has his huge name. Like you know Bucky Brooks and the network is actually gone to the opening in, in Oregon where he won the MVP and he's been oh, the wow. best. Like he's always been the best player everywhere he's gone. So with that being said, maybe to the world he's new, but to the community, the high school community, people that watch high school football and then follow it nationally and, and worldwide, this kid has always been that guy. Yeah. And so this moment wasn't too big for him because he's played in the biggest of tournaments and, you know, he's from Hawaii, the same high school Marcus Mariota's oh, been really? in. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So he, like, he's been in this atmosphere and, and, and to see him step out and make, first of all, is you rarely see left-handed quarterbacks throw the way he can throw, right? Yeah. Like, you haven't seen like, me throw. He's got a throw, really nice lately. throw. I mean, he throws the ball like, like, yeah. Some really, like really Damashek. good quarterbacks. Yeah. Steve Young. Like, like but, Damashek. But, I mean, the one play, I'm going to tell you the play I knew he was, I knew he was, it was, it was, Damashek's got a hose, the Wolf. Careful. Do you uh, okay. remember the play where he got hit, like, in the backfield four or five times and broke some tackles and ran out and got a first down? Yeah. That, that was play his, of the game. That's when people started saying, oh, he's like Russell Wilson. And, oh, wow. And that's what he looked like in that play. Play of the that's- game. But just before that, I do wonder, they missed the face mask. Yeah. That would have been crushing the Bama to, to be suppressing them two plays in. We got to stop. We got to give the ball to this kid here, and let's see what he gets. If they would have called that face mask, I wonder if Georgia just would have kind of put that game away, and it wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have ever amounted to anything. The Wolf, you uh, you, you enjoyed the, watching that game? It was great. Yeah, Andy it, Talent on both sides. Those what player Georgia would you backs, want, man? What player would you want? How's Nick Chubb? They, oh, he's good. He can run. Maybe Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. You want a big bruising type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me any of That's those Georgia backs. I enjoyed watching all. They were they all could run. I, you know, I, I'm gonna. I didn't. Um, Najee Harris ooh, went to the ooh, same high school as my wife. He made a great run Antioch. there that would have yeah. won him the game if the kid yeah. hadn't made the kick. Ha- yeah, no, had made the kick. Yeah, he so he's a he's an Antioch kid. So I, I'd have to take Najee. In That's that a good one. Um, Who would you take? Shaq? Uh, I said any of the Georgia running backs. Oh, any I of love them. those. Yeah, that's I mean, well, they I, had different uh, skill sets, but I love. I mean, they're just so loaded. That's why I love the Georgia's just a so factory much. of QB uh, of oh, RBs, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. They recruit them. You just got to recruit them. And they, but I they, mean, it runs deep. They I have. Mean, they with Herschel Walker. Yeah. They and, have, and keep so, counting them wait, through the check. year. They that had Swift, crazy. who's there now, and they have another kid coming in this year that's supposed to be. One of the best backs. Really? They're going to keep – they had Todd – I mean, they put out backs left and right. TD, Todd yeah. Girl. I mean, wow. they're going to put out some guys. We got, I got to go to the next question. Next question. Stop next telling question. me to rap. We're not Why rapping. do we have to rap? I don't MVP? see anyone back there. Why, you, why, why you, 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 you don't care about the show? I do care about the show. We just got the ATM group coming. Oh, they're in there? Yeah, we got, well, we got Lindsay, the producer here. But, yeah, but She's the boys, the guys aren't here. We got two more questions. <laughs> go. Evan on Twitter asks, uh, if the Steelers were to somehow get eliminated from the Super Bowl and the Eagles somehow made it in, would you cheer for the state of Pennsylvania or for the misery of the city, home to the Philadelphia Flyers? It's an interesting question. People do seem the wolf. Do you ever deal with this? People think that because that there's that like question. some type of rivalry because like they the share Steelers the state. and Eagles don't have a rival. There is no there. such thing. No. The Flyers should, and Penguins do, and the Flyers yes. are, in fact, my least favorite team. You in should all flip sport. that, though, because it's most likely that's going to happen where Philadelphia is going to lose. and then He just admitted it. He knows right. deep down no, what's no, going to no. be. No, I didn't. I said, that's, don't touch it. Don't what touch happens it. if I touch it? Then don't, what? Then what? Slap your hand, and then we're going to get into <laughs> I feel like that's a weird jinx for you. Don't do it. What I'm saying is it's more likely for – Pittsburgh to make it than there is Philadelphia. I agree. 
I mean, listen. We'll that's see. me, and that's just me. I loved, I loved the, the, I our springtime in Philly. It was a good time. It was I, great. We had so cold. much fun at the It draft. was cold, hot, all in, like, I've never seen so many different weather patterns in my life in Philly. My answer, my, I don't want to my hear official it, answer Philly's is I wonderful. don't. Anybody who likes the Flyers doesn't deserve to be happy, so I wouldn't root for the for the <laughs> Eagles, but it's a moot point you're just, anyway. You're just losing I don't all like of the, your Philadelphia fans one by one. That's okay. They're just turning off the podcast right Guess what? That's, uh, uh, Guess what? You'll get some Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Wow. We sold out. We sold out the stadium, 70,000 Flyers strong. fans should do themselves a favor and start watching the high-flying Penguins anyway. That's a more satisfying watch that, any day of the that week. That is awful. Philadelphia no Eagles, way. it's a moot point. They're not winning the Super Bowl anyway this year. I'm sorry. All right, enough. I, I hope you win. Now, Wolf, neither is I want your team to win. and I, I We're going to run this back shot. when they win next week. I'm not picking against them. Okay. I, I'm not, I haven't given my official pick yet. Now the boss, Greg Rosendahl's throwing hands up, though, behind the glass. Uh, what's going on? Are we ready to do our five? <laughs> I wonder how he feels horse. about we the Titans in coming into New England. Ooh. That may be something We're going to talk about it on the, they might, the NFL podcast. I suspect it'll come up <laughs> yeah. on, on, uh, around the NFL. Listen to that and all the other great podcasts here at NFL.com slash podcast or Apple's podcast. Maurice Jones, Drew, you sure you don't want to shake hands? Be a, be a gentleman. Be a gentleman and say good luck. <laughs> That's not going to happen. What a what – I mean, uh, do you see – be on the right side of uh, uh, justice, history, and common decency. Here we go, Steelers. Good luck against the Eagles. I mean, uh, against the Falcons. We'll talk to you later in the week with Willie McGinnis, Matt Money Smith, Cindy Freeland, and the rest. Yay. Till then. Oh, my. Big slice of heaven. I touched the helmet. Oh, no, I did it. <laughs> Whoa. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.